The LinkedIn Podcast Network is sponsored by TIAA. TIAA makes you a retirement promise, a promise of a guaranteed retirement paycheck for life. Learn more at TIAA.org backslash promises pay off. LinkedIn presents. There is a courage in leaving the bridge there. Not getting so angry that you you basically force the other person or yourself to say, I can't anymore. I can't anymore. That's the thing is we we want to be there for other people who disagree when they want to get curious about what we think. Welcome back to the final episode in our masterclass on having difficult political conversations. My guest is Monica Guzman, a journalist, a leader of Braver Angels, a group dedicated to depolarizing American politics, and the author of I Never Thought of It That Way, How to Have Fearlessly Curious Conversations in Dangerously Divided Times. Monica has a personal stake in this. Her parents hold political views that she finds challenging, to say the least. They've had some heated arguments around the dinner table. But as a close-knit family of Mexican immigrants, they're determined to not let these fights escalate to the point of estrangement, to not burn the bridge. Monica says keeping those bridges up between yourself and people you disagree with is vital. I've heard from lots of people who say to me, look, I've tried. I sat down with my uncle and my brother and my friend, and I tried to have a very curious conversation across our disagreement, but they just kept talking at me. They never asked me any questions, or, man, they were just so angry the whole time. It just felt like they weren't taking any steps toward me. I burned the bridge. I decided I can't talk to them anymore. There can't be a relationship here. We're done. This is a natural reaction when our conversations aren't as productive as we expect. But if you can have a conversation with the same person on the same topic later, you never really left it. And if there's a deep divide, it's going to take a long time before someone feels heard. And it's just true that people need to feel heard in order to hear. So it may take a while, But in some ways, the most curious thing you can do in those situations is to not burn the bridge. I also hear people who say, I'm not ready to talk to somebody who disagrees with me. It's too painful for who I am. It is too difficult. And it's true. We are all too different and have our own formulas and calculations that are extremely personal. But even then, everyone can take a small step. So even if You are not crossing a bridge towards someone yourself. You are doing it in your mind every time you allow yourself to not be locked into certainty about someone else's perspective, but you're instead open to the possibility that there's something you're missing. And that question, what am I missing, is the most important one we're not asking as we navigate these dangerously divided times. The idea of keeping a bridge is one thing in your family, to bring it back to your family experience, where you have very sharp political divisions with your own parents, but you're committed to staying as a family. You're not going to alienate your parents from your children. You're going to keep coming together for family meals. Um, so you've committed in that context to, to keeping the bridge open. 
right? But that's not always the case for many of us. If, if these are arguments with strangers or acquaintances or casual friends, why bother? Like, mm. you know what? <laughs> Is it really worth it? Do I really need to keep talking to this person if it's just going to be mm-hmm. uh, a recurring argument? And maybe that's a bridge I'm just going to let burn down. Mm. What do you think about that? What, why would that be the wrong move? Yeah. Well, I guess that there's a distinction between burning down the bridge and leaving it there, but not crossing it. So one of the ways that a lot of families keep their bridges, um, even though no one's really crossing it for maybe a long time, is by saying things like, we're not going to talk politics when we come together. And for some mm-hmm. families, that works for a while, maybe even forever on certain issues, mm-hmm. you know, and they have the kind of intelligence to know which issues and which ones are fine and maybe let's not go here. But what I, w- the danger of that even is that, you know, for a lot of people, again, you know, talking politics is not just some sideshow. It's it's about who they are and what they truly value. And so when people close to them don't ever want to talk politics with them, it it degrades the relationship or it can over time because they feel unseen. You know, there's something core to them that they can't talk about. And so they'll start to feel like, why bother visiting my parents? If I can't talk about the things that matter, then mm-hmm. then that relationship is no longer as useful. So mm. for some, it's about it's about sort of the pain of patience, you know, that it can be it's courageous to keep the relationship going in those mm-hmm. sorts of situations. Um It's courageous to keep the relationship there. So when I talk about burning a bridge, I talk about you don't ever want to see this person again. You know, Mm -hmm. you you don't even want to. That's it. The the, the possibility of even coming back to this person is gone. You've burned it down because you've had enough. Mm -hmm. That I think is extremely understandable in a lot of senses. And everyone has the right to take that step. But again, it's sort of like that individual scenario versus what it does to our entire society. And we need to take some accountability for that. And on that level, the more bridges we burn um, between people who are so different and it gets so painful, right? The more that that burns, then the fabric of trust on which everything relies frays more and more and more. So what I've seen and what happens a lot is that, okay, maybe you're not going to connect on this tomorrow or next week, mm-hmm. or next year, or in five years, or in 10. But maybe someday you can. I have someone close to me in my life who does not vaccinate her child and will not vaccinate, you know, and believes that COVID, that there was something real sneaky going on there, um, doesn't trust vaccine manufacturers in any way. And this person and I have had really interesting conversations about <laughs> the disagreement there because I... Yeah, I, I I've vaccinated my children and myself, um, and 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 have you know, I suppose more mainstream views uh, of COVID, and this is sort of this is the weird thought experiment with this person in my life and me in in their life, which is well, you know, if Monica ever gets concerned that maybe corporations that produce vaccines are trying to control us and that power has been corrupted at that level then I know who to talk to because I have that relationship, right? And vice versa. If this person in my life ever goes, you know, maybe this policy of mine on vaccines is misguided. Mm -hmm. Who can I talk to who will hear me out respectfully if I have questions? Monica. 
Interesting. You know what I mean? So so there that's what I mean. Like if we can keep the bridges there, we can't control when or whether others cross on our terms because we can't control other people. We just can't. But but there is a courage in leaving the bridge there. Not rah, getting so angry that you you basically force the other person or yourself to say, I can't anymore. I can't anymore. Um that's that's the thing is we we want to be there for other people who disagree yeah. when they want to get curious about what we think. Well, Monica, thank you very much for coming on the next Big Idea Daily. Really enjoyed talking to you. Yes, thank you so much. This was a wonderful conversation. And I got to tell you that I said to myself, I never thought of it that way at least like five times. So that's a that's a good sign. Thank you. <laughs> well, that's it for our series of chats with Monica Guzman. If you haven't yet tried striking up a difficult political conversation with someone, maybe this weekend would be a good time. If you could use some support, pick up a copy of Monica's book, I Never Thought of It That Way, or listen to all her key insights in our Next Big Idea app. Next week, we'll get back onto safer ground with some good old-fashioned productivity advice from time management guru Laura Vanderkam. Her latest book is Tranquility by Tuesday, and she's got tons of advice on how to make your work week a thing of beauty. This week's episodes were written and produced by me, Michael Kovnett, Kayla Bissinger, and Rufus Griscom, executive produced. The Next Big Idea Daily is a proud member of the LinkedIn Podcast Network. See you Monday.